Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Today I'm going to be joined by Colin, and in today's episode we are going to be talking about the Red Sox past two games. Then we're going to go over the Bucks raptors series, that whole series, um, just like we did when the Trailblazers-Warriors series ended, or I did. And then we are going to uh, go over last night's friendly wagers, and then do today's friendly wagers. That was the first one, so then... We'll do uh, today's, but first we're going to start with the Red Sox past two games against the Houston Astros, so let's get to that. Okay, so the Red Sox played Saturday, they played Friday, so first we're going to start with Friday's game. Uh, It was a great day for baseball. You had um, a ton of aces pitching, if you will, like you had Chris Sale, you had... I remember there was just a ton of aces on tap uh, in baseball on Friday, and then you had the... uh, Record, uh, not record breaking, but the second most home runs in one day ever hit in baseball. I think it was like 59 home runs were hit that day. The record's like 62. I don't know the number off the top of my head. I saw this yesterday. But you lost 4-3. to three. Uh, Chris Sale was on the mound. Didn't pitch bad at all. Six innings, three hits, two earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. Not a bad stat line. He continues to pitch well, but um, th- the problem is... Every time he seems to pitch, you just you can't really get the bats going. It wasn't bad, but I, I don't know. You don't really give him much of a cushion. You, second and third inning lets up some uh, lets up a run, lets up another run. Um, and overall, you know, what did what annoyed you about this game? The errors. It, yes, I, exactly. I, I'm Thank a you. big fielder. Like this is, I mean, so when I play baseball, I always like fielding. Fielding is like, if someone makes a bad play in the field, it always annoys me. But if someone makes a good play in the field, it always makes me happy. It's like, and I when I see this game, I just get so mm-hmm. mad at these people because they're sitting there overthrowing home and wild stuff. I, I like will that. say the the Diaz slide was incredible. What a slide yeah. he put on! But you had you know you're. You're throwing it past the um, – well, I think this was this game because both teams saw it. So, Sale was running down the first baseline. You throw it past him. Yep. Bogart, Bogart gets the ball um, and throws it past uh, Leon. Wait, Sandy was Leon. this the same game that they had a guy in a pickle and then um, they decide to – So the, No, that was, pickle, that was right? the last game, I think. No, yeah. I think that was this one. Uh, wait, no, I, I – oh, wait. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> so basically, uh, what happened? I think just was- overall in a in a in a review. Overall, we're gonna review these errors that they made in the two games combined. So uh. all right, they had the one with the pickle. Yeah. So um, Presley was on the mound. He pitched in both games. Struggled in both of them. You know, wild pitch. It bounces off um, their catcher, and they get Martinez in a pickle. Then. They there were they were zero for two on pickles because they got out those bad base running by J D Martinez and then they had another guy in a pickle on first base and Steve Pierce stepped off the back. Yeah, so they they had him in the pickle. Uh, I think it was who's who was playing second base. Ah, uh, Chavis. Chavis, yeah. So Chavis has the ball. He's running down. He's running 
so the runner is running to first, and Chavis is running to first, trying to tag him. He's about to go throw it to Steve Pierce, when Steve Pierce suddenly runs past the runner and decides just to walk away from the whole play. Mm-hmm. And they easily get back safe. You also were a little unlucky in the series. Uh, Mariznick was great, especially in the first game. Oh, he yeah. robbed you twice, and you also had the Devers thing. That was I, I had I have a problem with that because that was long gone, and then it hits the roof, and just it's a double, no. and then you don't even score off of it. Listen, but I don't want to make excuses here because although you know could that have cost you the game? Yes. Yeah, it could have, but. You have to keep playing. It happens all the time in sports. And they they had their own fair share of errors. They had three in the first game. Three errors is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Uh, if you if you're making three errors, you know if I'm the, if I'm the manager and you're making three errors, I'm not happy. You made zero the next game, but there were some ones that you know, uh, like the uh, you know Moreland. I I don't know if you consider that an error or not. He had the one that bounced wildly to Bogart to shortstop, oh, yeah. but overall. Your bullpen has really struggled as well. Look at it. Price came on. Well, here's my thing. Travis Lakins was pitching. Tra- who, who? Who? So I know David Price came out in the first inning. Uh, and so you had a pitch. You know, you still have. So you're telling me if your starting pitching comes out with only two outs in the first inning, that means they have to pitch eight in, in one-third of an inning. You're going to have some guys like Travis Lakins pitching. But that guy pitching two uh Two inning, two and a third innings. Like, just some of these guys that they pitch, they need a deeper, not even a deeper bullpen. They just need a better bullpen, really a dominating closer, like dominating arm in there because they just really don't have it. Like, I don't know. Um, Matt Barnes blows it at the end there. Obviously, he always does. End, Why do we the end, Well, he, it's all, he's all we have. Um, I like kind of Marcus Walden, but I don't know. Um, Christian Vasquez is back though. You had you were down three to one. Well, in the first game you were down uh, four to one. He comes in pinches pinch hits, and him and JBJ both hitting home runs. And Alexander Bogarts, you had three solo shots. Uh, JBJ, he's had a he's had a good battle lately, and so is Christian Vasquez. I mean, he might be making a case for an All Star appearance, and that's not a joke. I'm not sure he will, but his bat's been hot lately. And I know I would have liked to see him play in that first game, but I know Chris Sale's really just comfortable with Sandy Leone, so you had to put him behind the plate for Sale because that's what Sale's comfortable with. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, um, Christian Vasquez has just been a real hot bat. And then in the game, you're, Presley's on the mound. You're up. Well, you're down 3-1. to one, Base is loaded. I think there's one out or two outs. And Christian Vasquez hits one right down third baseline, ties the game. And then Matt Barnes blows it. So th- th- this is the stuff I'm talking about. Your bullpen blows it, and listen, your fielding hasn't been horrible. That was just one really bad game. You know, okay, we and might they cleaned as well, it up the next game. We might as well just bring Eduardo Nunez in, in the bullpen because <laughs> we don't have <laughs> any bomb back there. We don't it. bullpen. You need the bullpen. I said it time and time again, but I haven't said it in a while, so I figured I'd remind you guys of this. I said this. The Red Sox won without a bullpen last year, won without a very good bullpen last year. So you know what they said? We'll just do it again this year. It's very hard to do, to win with the bullpen they had last year. I mean, good thing they had a very good starting rotation. 
and some of the best bats in the league because that bullpen was not very good. This year, it's worse. Sure, you've had guys like Brandon Workman step up and Marcus Walden, but you lost Craig Kimbrell, and overall, that loss of Craig Kimbrell, I mean, he struggled in the postseason, but your bullpen wasn't that great last year, and I know, again, Walden, Workman, they've stepped up, but without Kimbrell, you don't have that steady closer. You know, I'm not sure if I want Brandon Workman uh, closing. Marcus Walden even makes me a little uneasy. I do like him, but again, this guy just kind of came out of nowhere. Is he someone we can rely on for an 162-game season? And hopefully the postseason. The Red Sox have really struggled. They just can't beat the Astros. If they face off with the Astros in the playoffs, I'm sorry, I'm picking the Astros. If, if Honestly, maybe all of a sudden we face them again and we just start you know, rolling all over them, and you will see. But right now, if I had a, you know, right now if all of a sudden Astros, Red Sox in a five-game series or even a seven-game series, whichever one, I'm taking the Astros every day with maybe the Red Sox winning one game. I mean, they just can't get it done. They're close. They're close, but they need to clean up some things. And, you know, if they clean up some things, just that, you know, missed opportunity here and there. Even I told you they're overrated with runners in scoring position. J.D. Martinez, for example, Exhibit A grounds out, you know, who's runners in first and second, grounds out to a double play. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. I think they're overrated with runners in scoring position. They get it done when they most certainly need to when it's a very close game you know or they're down by a few runs in the eighth or ninth inning and there's runners in scoring position they get it done but if it's early in the game you know tie game at 0-0 or 1-1 or they're down on a few runs but if it's early in the game they always can't they they just never can get the job done with runners in scoring position and it's really killing them yeah it's usually late in the game where they score all the runs but I think they just need Two early runs, and then they win, like, a lot more games than they are right now. Yeah, it would help, just, for sure. Just a couple more runs in the in the first four innings of the game, or first five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, though, you're just, you need to clean things up. You need to win. You need to win tonight against the Astros. I don't want to say it's a must-win in May, but it almost feels that way. Right now in the standings, I said the episode of... Like two episodes ago, I'm sure you were here, Colin. I said the goal for the Red Sox should be they have a very tough schedule. You have the Astros. This was right before the Astros series started. You have the Astros, Indians, and Yankees. That's a very tough schedule. If you, and at the time, they were five and a half games out of first place. If you can get within three games of first place, I'll be happy. Right now, they're seven and a half games out of third place, uh, first place. And it's just slipping. Uh, listen, I'm not scared of the Orioles at all. They're done. The Blue Jays, very rare chance. Like, I'm not worried about them. Uh, I check on them every once in a while if I'm the Red Sox, but I don't worry about them. I'm worried about the Rays and the Yankees. And right now, you're outside the playoffs. You're 27-25 is in a horrible record. But in this division, it's not going to get you in the playoffs. And you are a title-contending team. You're the, the defending champions. So you need to make the playoffs. You're 5-5 five and five in your last 10. And look at it. The Rays, 6-4, and four, they're starting to heat up again. And the Yankees are on fire, 9-1 and one in their last 10. And you're going to have to face them in London in a few weeks. Or, you know, in a, no, by the time they have, in like five games, you're going to be facing the Yankees' four-game series in London. So have fun with that. Um, you you got to come out and play. You have to win this game against the Astros to gain a little confidence and momentum going into this Indian series. And you can definitely beat the Indians. They've been underachieving this season. You need to... Get a little confidence and pick up steam here and just go 
roll through the Indians. I mean, you need to do that. A win tonight, gain a little confidence, especially for future games against the Astros, and then you got to win. You can uh, max lose one game against the Indians at this point. That's, that's going to be a series where you need to prove some people wrong and got to gain a lot of momentum coming into that Yankee series. It's going to be a big series. Uh, we all know that. And overall, this is going to be a big month for the Red Sox. We're going to see how real this Red Sox team is and what they really are. They're going to show the true colors in this month, and this is a huge month. If all of a sudden they play, you know, 400 baseball, if that's their winning percentage by the end of the month, I don't know, but if they win, like, if they win more games than they lose in this tough, tough schedule over the next month, I'll be very happy because that says a lot. And I know this is a tough division, but you have a very, very tough schedule, and it's going to be crucial to prove some people wrong and show what type of team you really are. What do you think? Uh, yeah, just what I say is, yeah, just kind of get your momentum, yeah, confidence, and just kind of have an, enough confidence to think that you can beat the Yankees. No, I asked you, Colin, because I was saying at the beginning of the season, it felt like their focus wasn't there. They were still living in the past the last season. Do you think their focus is back? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it is. Because At times they can lose it a little, but I don't think – I think they've realized they can't live in the past anymore, yeah, and I think that's that, all over now. They yeah. realize that, that, yeah, they won it last year, but look in the standings right now. You're in third place in the AL At the beginning of the season, yes, at the beginning of the season, they were still living in the spotlight of last season, and they were, you know, still thinking, you know, we'll be fine because we won the title last year. We'll be just fine. You know, they're getting off to a slow start. And then by the time the White House visit came, once the White House visit was over, they had full focus back. I think even a few games before that, they really had their focus back. But especially once that White House trip was over, they were good to go and really realized, okay, you know, People are done talking about uh, how we won the World Series. They're living in right now, and right now we're not in the playoffs. We need to really start playing some better baseball. So that's kind of the uh, Red Sox past two games. They really need to pick up the pace. I'm going to keep an eye on that game tonight. It's it's a big game for them, and I hate to say must win in May, but it kind of feels that way. Uh, currently we're sitting here, and it's Sunday, May 26th, and we're almost calling it must win games for the Red Sox. So, I mean, they're in a tough position right now. They can definitely get out of it, a tough division tough schedule coming up we're going to see their true colors big baseball games coming up for the Red Sox so now we're going to go over that Raptors Buck series uh, the Raptors winning it in six last night so let's get to that okay so last night the Toronto Raptors beating the Bucks in six games after coming down from that 2-0 deficit the first game um they lost 108 to 100 in Milwaukee and then they lost in Milwaukee again, 125 to 103. And at that point, most people uh, switched over to the Bucks. And I was kind of in the middle at that point. I had the Raptors winning this series. Then after that game two, I was just like, I'm in the middle. Okay, I'm, I'm still not. I'm still not ready to switch over to the Bucks. And then the Raptors won game three, and I, because I still didn't give up on the Raptors. I was just about to jump ship. I was getting ready to jump ship if they lose game three, but since they won game three, I stayed on the ship. They won game four, uh, and then they win game five. And last night, okay, so when me and Colin were doing friendly wagers, we did it, you know, they we did it a little after tip-off, right? So yeah. that morning, I remember, our, 
dad asked us, who do you have winning? I said the Raptors. You said the Raptors. Then when it came to friendly wagers, we started a little after the game started. Not too long. It was yeah. only a few minutes into the game. But the Bucks were up by a good amount. Uh, by, uh, it wasn't a few minutes. It was a little more into the game. The Bucks were up by a good amount, so I switched my answer over to the Bucks. And, and I, and I am stick. the most optimist person you've ever seen. If I say the Raptors are going to win, I don't care if they're down 20 points. I still said, I, I at this point, I knew that the Raptors were down double digits, and I was like, oh, the Bucks are going to win, but whatever. I'm sticking with my normal But vote. to be fair, I did say if, even though the Bucks were going to lose game six, I said the Raptors will win game seven. So I still yeah. had them winning the series. But I, on friendly wagers, I said the Bucks were going to win. I no excuses, even though I said the Raptors uh, until I saw the score. Just a little bit in, I jumped ship. I don't know why. But it is what it I is. I stick with my normal vote because whenever I do that, when whenever – I see something and I'm like, like this. Yeah. The Bucks are up double digits. I'm just gonna jump ships really quickly. Every time I do that, the thing that I had earlier ends up being right. So mm-hmm. I never do that anymore. I All right, then yeah, game. and then they, you know, Raptors win game five, win game six. I mean, the Bucks before that hadn't even lost three games in a row. They just lost four games in a row. Giannis just walks out in the press conference. Um, it was great. Really, for the Raptors, you uh, Kawhi was just on all series. They uh, really slowed down Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, the Raptors did. Um, the Raptors also, Fred Van Fleet really became uh, a big presence from three, and that uh, really helped space the floor. Their bench also got really into it, did the Raptors. They had that run late into the uh, third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, and really dominated that second half, especially, like, the Bucks really dominated that game for the first two and a half quarters, and then even like, even like up to the th- uh, up till there was about four minutes left in the third quarter, the Bucks were dominating that game. Then the Raptors went on that huge like twenty-five to three run or something, and they just took over from there late in the game. It, it just seemed like they couldn't be stopped. Uh, Kawhi got a little bit of a lucky bounce for one of his threes, uh, not the first time, but. It is what it is. I mean, they still probably would have won with or without that three. Uh, they were just—they were incredible. They really were uh, in this series. The the Raptors, where I picked them and the Warriors to go to the finals way back before the playoffs started. Going into the series, I picked the Raptors to win. So I mean, yes, I didn't pick the Raptors to win last night, but I would have picked them in the game seven to beat the Bucks. So I mean, that was just me. Um, what, what so if I asked you who was your finals pick before the playoffs started? Before the playoffs started, I never I had I don't know, I was I didn't really have one before the playoffs. Oh. So this was my thing. I was like were the I was like Thunder, Rockets, or Warriors. Those were my three picks for the Western Conference, and I was like, I'm gonna eliminate the Thunder. I just don't think they could get it done. But Rockets or Warriors I I had the Warriors just because there, there wasn't a high chance that the Rockets would win. And then in the Eastern Conference, I think I picked the the Bucks, even though I wanted to pick the Celtics really bad. I think I ended up going with the Bucks. I think I, it was Warriors-Bucks for my favorite. All right, so yeah, not bad. I picked the Warriors-Raptors uh, uh, there. So, I mean, they're, they're always tough to predict. I think the NBA is the e- one of the easier. So, if it goes down to – when it at least comes to the NBA, MLB, NFL, and NHL, 
the NBA is probably the easiest predict- to predict. Um, my strong suit, sports-wise, is probably the NFL and the NBA. Uh, pretty close between the two. I'd give the edge to the NBA, though, um, as my strong suit. And it's just the most predictable playoffs in general. You don't see a lot of upsets either, so it's kind of the easiest for me to predict. I still didn't do a fantastic job of my picks. I actually I got most of them right, but I'm not proud of a few. Like I picked the Trailblazers to lose in five games to the Thunder. I picked the Thunder to go to the Western Conference Finals. I picked the Celtics to beat the Bucks because I'm a Celtics fan, and I, but I still picked them to lose to the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. So just kind of things like that. That was really it for what I got wrong. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that was about it. Yeah. Yep, that, that, was, that was really about it. I picked the Warriors, I think, to win in six games before the playoffs. I think I'm going to stick by that, but you'll hear that official prediction. So, yeah, that's kind of their series a little bit in a nutshell. Uh, obviously, we're not going like in-depth, in-depth, but um, that's all right. You guys kind of get the overview already. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty good series, I won't lie. Drake, uh, wh- first, quickly, what are your thoughts on the Drake thing? Do you think – do you agree? So, my take on it is that – He's a, he's a fan. He can get into the game. I do think uh, I agree with Mike Budenholzer a little bit. There are boundaries. You know, he shouldn't be going up to the coach. He should, although he is Drake and he's so famous, he is just a fan, you know? Um. So I do think the Bucks fans and players whined about it way too much. But I do agree that there are boundaries, and he kind of crossed those boundaries a little too much by like going up to the coach. You're, you are, you may be Drake, but you are another fan. Personally, he can get into the game all he wants. Just, you know, just stay within the lines. I do agree with that. I think the Bucks fans whine about it way too much. He can get up out of his seat and, you know, do all these, these crazy things, whatever he wants to do. Just stay within your lines, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't go up to the coach. I, I don't really think that. You are Drake, but that's not allowed during the game. So that's kind of my little take on it. Is he – does he have, like, something – I don't know. I feel like I heard somewhere once that he's, like – he has something to do with, like, the Raptors, like, staff or something. Yeah. I, I I heard something to do. He has, like, some sort of connection within that but. I, yeah, I don't definitely. really know. I don't really have a strong opinion. I don't care. Drake, do whatever you want. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't Just really... Stay, I think he needs to stay within his boundaries it. a little more. But yeah, they do whine about yeah, they, it way too much. It's not really a big thing. It didn't affect the series. Like, oh no, Drake went up to the coach. He told them how to beat the Raptors in four games in a row. That's not what happened. Beat the, no, he didn't, he didn't or, do that. Beat but, the Bucks. But, yeah, yeah, but no, I do think he, 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 he didn't affect the series. Yeah. Uh, you know, he helped the momentum-wise. He helped the Raptors get into it a little bit. He helped intimidate the Bucks, and he got, he got into the Bucks' head. Yeah. So he did affect the series in a way. You know, Giannis airballs. He got in the Bucks' head. He pumped up the uh, Raptors' uh, crowd, which helped them momentum-wise. He affected the series. But not uh, in a huge not way. Not in a huge way. It's not a good excuse for the Bucks to say, well, we lost because of Drake. You get that whole thing. But, yeah, now we are going to get to uh, today's friendly wagers and our results from yesterday. All right, so welcome back to Friendly Wagers, and... Yesterday's game, um, here were the questions. Um, Sorry. All right. Who will have more points, Kawhi Leonard or Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez combined? I said Kawhi Leonard. Colin said Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez combined. And the correct answer was Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez combined. So Colin got that one right. Which team will get the most rebounds? Colin said the Raptors. I said the Bucks. I was correct. That was stupid. I don't know why I said the Raptors. Yep, I said the Bucks. Kawhi had 17 in the Raptors. 
who will score the most points in today's game? Me and Colin both said Giannis. The correct answer is Kawhi Leonard. So we both got that one wrong. Uh, Pascal Siakam, over or under 15 points. Colin said over, I had under. He had 18 points, so uh, Colin was correct on that one. And then who's winning tonight? Colin said the Raptors. I said the Bucks. I already explained why I picked the Bucks. Colin was correct. Overall, Colin won the first friendly wagers. Uh, overall in bets, he went 3-2. and two. I went 1-4. and four. So I'm now 0-1-0. He is 1-0-0. So now we have today's friendly wages question. Uh, six questions on tap today. First question, will, will there be more or less than eight runs scored in today's Red Sox versus Astros game? I'll let you go first. This one, I feel like it might be yeah. like right on the dot. Of it's close. Both games had seven runs scored. And I think with Verlander versus Eduardo Rodriguez, I think Rodriguez is going to struggle. But Verlander is going to do a very good job. You know, give me over. Give me more than eight runs. I'll take less. All right. All right. Red Sox versus Astros. Who you got? I got the Astros. I have Red Sox. Okay. I have that feeling that the Red Sox are going to win because it's going to be a nice day. I do feel like that. Will both the Red Sox and Astros hit home runs today? Give me yes. I'll take yes. Yeah. We both say yes there. Will Justin Verlander have over seven strikeouts today? Give me yes. Over seven. I'll take yes. All right. So we both think yes there. All right. Who will win the Charles Schwab Challenge in the PGA uh, today? It's the last day with Kevin in the na- Kevin Na uh, with the two shot lead, but many people right behind him. Who do you got? I'll keep Kevin Na. Okay. Ooh. Let me see. Ah. Oh. You know what? I want to pick Spieth because he's the same. I did too. But he's crumbled in the past. And you pick Kevin Na, and I want to pick Na, but I don't want to have the same answer as you. Because that didn't work last time. Yeah, I don't want to just copy you, but I just don't see any of these other guys winning. I, I just don't. I'll take Kevin Na as well. I don't want to copy you there, but I, I have Kevin Na as well. I just don't see any of those guys just coming back. From that two-shot lead, it could definitely happen, but I don't know. Will Kevin Na go over or under par today? I over. say I say under. Wait, if you have him winning, why would he go over? Over. Oh, oh, under. Yeah, sorry. Under. I, th- I thought you meant over par isn't, like, good. Like, All right, so, unfortunately, this, this won't usually happen, but we picked the same one for four. So, it's really going to come down to those first two questions. Are there any you want to change to kind of spice things up a little? Uh, let me look. I mean, I was going to say, I was stuck between, uh, go up, it was, uh, will they score more or less than eight runs? Yeah, that we got the, that we we did did the same. We we, did two. Yeah, that we did the same. So, I'm not going to change that one. And I think Kevin Na will win. I could pick Jordan Speeds. I just don't feel like it, though. Yeah, he's had a, such a tough year. He did good last We're, week, too. These two, Verlander and both Red Sox and Astros. I might change the Verlander one, but it depends. Wanna, nine innings in one strike. Nah, I, wanna, I just want to He's not going to pitch nine innings. He's Yeah, he's not. He's probably going to pitch like six. Six. And seven. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. We're going to bump it up to eight strikeouts just to spice things up. Do you think he'll pitch eight, get eight strikeouts? Give me no. Okay. There we go. So that oh, way. Yeah. He, he'll get seven. Yeah.
Yeah, we don't. We we like to do these tougher questions because when it, when it's just me and Colin, we have to depend on each other having different answers, yes. which is a very tough thing. And last time we had so, different answers. Yeah, if that happens, on. I'm just gonna go back some of the questions and make them a little hot, tougher. I think eight strikeouts will be a little tougher. So I say yes, you say no there. So that's today's edition of Friendly Wagers. Uh, and when Colin joins the show next time, hopefully he joins pretty much every episode from here on out, so that way we can do this and it just makes for a better discussion. Um, so yeah, uh, that's today's episode. Go call in on the Anchor uh, mobile app after the Buzzer Sports Talk uh, and send in a voice message. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.